Hello everyone, welcome to the Nolan Sharma Show, a show that discusses a variety of subjects through the lens of its own discourse. I'm your host, Millen, and today I'll be discussing the topic of extremism. Now, for many of you who know, extremist ideas are all over society. And some people argue that certain ideas are extremists, some people say they're not extremists, some people say certain individuals are extremists, some people say their ideas are countercultural and they're not extremists. And there's so many different ways to look at it, but I'm going to look at it from another angle. I'm not going to tell you who you think should be extremists or who you believe shouldn't be extremists. That's up to you to, for, for you to decide, and that's your ideological perspective. I'm not going to argue that because we all have different opinions, and I'm sure my opinion will be different from yours, and your opinion will be different from mine. What I'm going to talk about is why extremist ideas, whether you believe they're extreme or not, why they are important in society and why they're important for yourself to reflect. Now, extremism, so let's let's do an exercise right now. Think of the most extreme person in your life, both both personally, professionally, or even culturally, or someone that you don't even know. Think about someone, whoever that is, whether that's personally or in the outside, whether that's a celebrity, whether that's someone that you know personally. Think of their ideas, think of the more extreme parts of their ideas. I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. Okay, if you need more time, pause the video and think about it very deeply. Think about the most extreme person in your life or celebrity. Now, consider why those ideas are extreme. And I bet you that when you really think about extreme ideas, the beauty of extreme... Okay, let's... Let me take this back a little bit. So, when you think about extreme ideas, you immediately think to yourself why you oppose them. So that's ridiculous. That sounds ridiculous. But the beauty of extreme ideas is that it forces you to understand your own perspective and think through a counter argument. So for example, let's say if someone says a certain thing that's extreme, you need to affirm your own values and your own perspective to be able to refute that extreme claim no matter what. I had a discussion recently with my sister about a certain person that she despises, that she hates. I mean, I, I won't say hate because it's not going to hate anybody and you should love, uh, not you shouldn't love everybody, but um, you shouldn't hate individuals in general because people have a lot to offer the world whether you like them or not. But she told me about a certain person and how she despised her ideology, her perspective on her profession. And I asked the question, what makes this person extreme? What makes this person uh, heretical, the term she used, like a heretic, a liar? What makes this person like that? And she would tell me, oh, she just researched her. She just researched her and and that's what she is. But I I challenged my sister and said, why is she like this? What, What makes her extreme? And she could not give me evidence to back her claim. Because she realized, she, she told me a few, my sister told me a few years ago that this, per, that this person did something a few years ago. She I did her research on this a few years ago. And that's, and that was enough for her to see that this person was extreme. But 
to battle extremist ideas, you need to affirm your own values and spread those values to other people so that you're 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 very confident in your own standing because think about it if you know if you don't have evidence to back up your claims you don't find things to affirm your own values what happens is you're going to find yourself potentially in an extremist point of view because if you do your own research and you say oh i like this person because i just like their ideas and and they're and it's and they're great and you can't name certain ideas that you like and you can't tell people one or two points that you actually like because you realize you haven't actually thought about it, that's a problem. It's a huge problem and you have to be able to fix that. And so you get, so that you can communicate directly with people that you love or even pe- your peers in a professional standing anywhere. And I think this skill is so lost because people... So many, especially in our, in our country today, where I live in the United States, where the division is so lopsided, we're so divided, and we hang on to our ideological tropes so tightly, so fiercely, that when someone says, why do you like this, this politician? Why do you like this celebrity? I mean, there's so many viral videos about it. Why do you like this, this person? Oh, I just like their... I like how they speak, or or I like their leadership qualities, or I like this, which is fine. It's, it's it's fine to like their leadership qualities or whatever, but you need to have a list or one to three points for why you like something or someone, whether that's politically, culturally, ethically, um, their their hobbies, how they lead, etc. It's important that you realize this and. When with the discussion with I had with my sister, I saw this. I realized this uh, weakness that she had, and I don't blame her for it because that it's because I was the first one that challenged her on her ideological process on her on her thought process. Because so many people rarely discuss things that they're passionate about with others over the fear that people will dislike it. And, of course, people will dislike your ideas. Some people aren't. Because, think about it. Your friends or family, you're not gonna, they're not going to like all of your ideas 100% of the time. That's just not realistic. People are unique individuals. They have their own ideas. But, I believe it's okay to ask questions. I, I'm a huge believer in asking questions. I tell, I tell people in my life, close people in my life, that I'm a curious person at heart. I ask questions. In fact, um, someone's aunt that I met, even even told me that I'm a, that uh, my questions when I ask direct questions that are that aren't that are against fear that I'm not, I'm not scared to ask it shows that I'm a deep thinker and I'm not propping myself up but you can be, become a deep thinker when you ask questions in a polite non-aggressive non-confrontational manner and I think that's what's missing in society that's what's missing in our conversations in our friendships in our relationships. And even within ourselves, in my opinion, because if you don't affirm your own values, your own thought processes, you will find yourself in the extreme end without even believing it, without even believing it. And it's so funny because when, um, even if you're you're not a political person, I used to be very political back back in the day. So even if you're not super political, you know that if you see certain uh, social media social media apps where someone's on the left and someone's on the right, 
both people both sides believe the other side is extreme in their values and their positions on issues whether that's i mean it, i'll just give a brief intro whether that's like the second amendment or whether that's um, pro, pro-choice or pro-life all these things people think the other side is extreme on the issue and this is something we haven't really had before in our country, at least since I was, a, if, at least since I was a child. People were able to discuss their differences openly and and honestly. And now it's much more confrontational, much more uh, emotional, and just a lot more uh, a lot more emotions and anger is fueled in these conversations. It's not really calm anymore. Now what? Now I digress. But these are some of the issues I wanted to bring up about affirming your values so that you don't find yourself on the extreme side of the token. So, in summary, extreme people are are important because, number one, it affirms your values. You're forced to find evidence, find points to tell people why, or to counter these extreme, extreme ideas wherever you think is extreme. You're forced to do more research on your point of view, and in doing that research, you may find you may find certain certain things are missing in your argument. That's number one. Number two, extreme people spark debate and spark exploration into your own point of view. When you're able to speak about an extreme extreme person or idea with your friends or your family. You learn more about your friends and family's perspectives. You learn more about what they think, what they believe in, what they're passionate about. Something that you likely would never have done. For example, at the dinner table when I was discussing with my family, a certain celebrity's uh, familial f- family uh, circumstance, where in the news there was there was buzzing about, uh, I'll give an example, like Tom Brady's family uh, fiasco, like all that going on, or other people, things are going on. Now, before, do I really care that much about Tom, Tom Brady's personal life? Not really, but when it was buzzing in the news, it forces conversation and it forces, it forces a debate to ensue between my parents and me. And it's a healthy thing. It's a very healthy thing because it affirms, I'm affirming my own values and I'm doing my own research on what my thoughts process is. So that's number two. Number three, extreme people and extreme ideas are important because you're forced to see you're forced to reflect on your own morality now that's a big that's a very uh that's a pretty jargon term you're forced to reflect on your own morality because if you think about it let's say okay i'm trying to think of something so hmm trying to think of some extreme idea I can't think of something right now, but with certain, pers- like with certain, let's say, like certain xenophobic things or certain hate, like hate certain, uh, hate, to- let me be clear here. If there's someone spewing hate toward, a, hate toward a certain population or race or gender, etc., you're forced to provide reasons why, like, that person is wrong or why that person, uh, is isn't isn't correct in what they're stating and with those extreme people you're also forced to check your own biases that you may have because many people have biases that are both unconscious and conscious 
and you're forced to check yourself and say, wait, I didn't realize I actually thought about a group of people a certain way. So that person, so for example, that person's crazy over there, but wow, actually, I actually, not, I'm not to that extreme end, but I had some thoughts that were general, that were generalizations that weren't the most pretty things to think about. And I think a lot of people don't do these reflections. They, they're very lazy in their thought process. They run away from analytical thinking, from deep thinking, from reflection. And people don't realize this and they're guilty about it. And they don't actually change who they are or what, or what, they, uh, what their values are. And they're afraid to say it. So all those things in mind, thank you so much for listening. Please follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, and many more. You can check the links in the description below. I'm your host, Milan Sharma. Please subscribe, comment, share, like, all those things, or dislike, whatever you choose. Thank you so much for listening.